you, you, can go, you can go ahead and be seated. We have lighting the Christ candle today, Carl and Tammy Doolin. They're, they're not strangers to you. Uh, this, I, I usually try to describe where people serve in this church. This family serves everywhere in this church. And when you, uh, when you start a church, uh, you have to have Caleb's. Joshua and Caleb, you know, the spies. Caleb always took the hardest job. It didn't matter what it was. When they got into the new territory, Caleb said, give me the hardest land that is yet to be conquered. And they sent him there. Uh, Carl and Tammy Doolin are Caleb's. They, uh, whatever it is, whatever, whatever they need to do to serve, they're there. You know it's going to be done well. I got it, preacher. Don't worry about it. And uh, you just fall in love with those people. Thank you for being Caleb's. Welcome to Doolin's. <laughs> you, you do that. And they're, they're going to be lighting the Christ candle. Thank you. And I've got to go get my sermon. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I haven't preached for six Sundays, by the way. Uh, so get ready, okay? Uh, get ready. When, uh, when we look at the Christ candle, I'm using a verse today several times, Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 11. It's my favorite verse of Scripture, and in, even in July, not during the Christmas service. And one of the reasons it's my favorite is because it has every title of the Lord that is listed here. And I want to highlight those to you today as we uh, celebrate his birth, <clears throat> as we look to his sacrifice and then to the promises that he has for us. Let me read it to you. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid for look. I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, a savior who is Messiah, the word means Christ. Christ means Messiah, the Lord, was born for you in the city of David. Uh, there is prophecy about the Lord. Early on in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter seven, verse 14 says that the, the prophet says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him, name him Emmanuel. Folks, heaven knew about Jesus long before you and I did. Long before we did. I, uh, we were headed to the nursing home. Uh, and uh, uh, I've seen people put parents in nursing homes, but I've, I've never seen people put two at the same time. And I'm not trying to make our situation larger than yours. I, I promise I'm not. It's just our situation. And uh, Julie's tired. We're tired. And so we're heading down. We got called. Papa needed our assistance. We were headed down there. We were listening to the radio. I hit the radio and turned it off. And I said, Julie, resurrection power. This is, it not only came to save us, it came to sustain us. When, when you have no juice, you know, when your got up and go has got up and went, you know, it's bad grammar, you understand. <laughs> but you get the point. Resurrection power is what pulls you through. Even young parents, you get no sleep, right? No sleep. And, and uh, how do you make it? Well, it's, it's this resurrection power that pulls us through. And I, I said to Julie, I said, Julie, our faith our faith does not create heaven. Heaven creates our faith. 
If you're not careful, uh, you'll, you'll see a belief system that sounds really good to you. And people are thinking, well, if I believe it, then it will happen. That's not the way this works. That's not the way Christianity works. Uh, I, 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 heaven knew about Jesus long before we did. The prophecy, even about his arrival, was there early on. And I've just used one today, but in several, several places. Even when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we're saying that may it be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Our faith doesn't produce eternal life or heaven. Heaven produces our faith. And you have got to guard your faith and you have got to live and exercise your faith because the Lord shows up in the risk. Look, the angel said to, to the people, don't be afraid. You know, let's pretend like we're in Bible school. Let's pretend, I mean, the weather's pretty good, but let's pretend like it's summertime in June and we're out here running around the land and land, the, you know, the heavens were to open and you would see the heavenly host and they would appear to us and say to us, we might run and hide, you know? But when, whenever that epiphany, that's what it's called, happened, the, the message of heaven first was don't be afraid. Don't live in fear, live in faith. Live in faith. You're going, well, Scripture tells me to fear the Lord. That's not being afraid of him. That's in awe of him. That's a different fear. Fear should never motivate you to be a good businessman or a businesswoman. Fear should never, the fear of failure should not motivate us. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. God does not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And we live in faith, not not in fear. So the message here is good news. The angels say it's good news. It's the gospel. And the gospel is that he came to rescue us. He is rescuing us. Listen, I love you deeply. And uh, now that I can see you better, I'm going to love you more. I, when you were on the sides, I only loved half of you. You know, now I can love all of you. I can see you, which is why one thing I wanted to do. But listen to me, out of love, out of a pastor's heart, a shepherd's heart. Listen to me. If you don't have Christ, you are doomed. You are without hope. You don't have a chance. You don't have a prayer. <laughs> Because your belief is not going to create anything. Heaven creates our faith. My faith does not create heaven. So we don't have a chance without him, but he loved us enough that he rescued us. And not only is it good news, the angel says it's great joy. Uh, the, the word great there is the word we get mega from. It's megas. It means it's big and it's loud. It's louder than Vanessa. It's louder than Tyra. It's big. It's, it's, it's joy. He doesn't give you a so-so joy or a mediocre joy. And the younger generation uses the word kinda all the time. Like Andrew will go, well, I'm kinda going to Lexington. What do you mean you're kinda going? You're either going or you're not. What's this kind of? I hear kind of all the time. It's not kind of joy. It's great joy. Mega joy, big joy, loud joy. And he didn't give us what we wanted. He gave us what we needed. 
and we needed Jesus. You know, I don't know how. I don't know how he does it, but where there seems to be no way, God will make a way. And you, you'll hear that. Uh, just, just a story, we're moving Papa into assisted living. And so he's changing from skilled care and he's been doing really well in his rehab. There are some things not right, but he's, he's, he's getting better. And uh, they said, well, there's no place for him. So we just left it alone. I, I don't know, I've been teaching you the pace prayer, you know, praise and acceptance and, and you know, we receive and we give up control is the C. And, and on that give up control part, I'm going, Lord, I, I don't know why they're alive at 93 and 91. They're tired, they're, they hurt, they suffer. And uh, I know what I want, I know what they want, but I just give up control with that. Uh, but I know Papa witnesses to every person that comes into his room. He shares the Lord with every single person. If I were the Lord, I'd let that guy live a little longer, you know? <laughs> he shares the Lord with them all. We have questions, why, why, you know, whatever. But I give up control. So we're, we were like, we, well, we'd like to move into this. Well, there's no place. It, we're all full. We see nothing in sight. Get a phone call. We just had an assisted living room open up. Where there seems to be no way, God makes a way. And you have to release and let him control that. You have to let go of that. Is There's good news here. The gospel, he came to rescue us. He came to save us. And he came to lead us through. We have troubles in this old world, don't we? And man, they find us, doesn't it? We're in seasons of our life that some of us never ask for. And, and, and no person would. But where there is no way, God seems to make a way. And there is the good news. There is the gospel message. Uh, there is that he leads us through everything. We want to take time and pray and say thanks. So I'm going to ask you to bow with me today. If you're new to our church or you're a guest, we, uh, we walk through this prayer together. So a lot of times churches have people praying the prayer for them and we don't want to do that. We want you to participate in the prayer. So let's begin our praying by telling the Father that we love him today from our heart to his heart. Just take a moment, act like there's nobody else in the room but you and the Father. Tell him that you love him. And then let your prayer move to being grateful and thankful. Who the Lord is, what he does, what he's revealed to you, what he's teaching you, how he has made a way when there seems to be no way. Give him thanks. We want you to pray for other people that need spiritual direction, that need to be saved. Lift them up, pray for them. I believe our baptisms are happening because people are praying. Our women's group on Monday night, I attribute a lot of the decisions being made to your praying, to the men who meet on Sunday morning, strategically on Sunday morning. Pray over our church and this place and the movement of God. I believe we're seeing results because of praying people coming together. Pray for other people who need healing. 
physical healing. I ask that you pray for little Fisher, little baby, born to Tucker and Caleb Pridemore. Fisher is in the NIC unit. His, le- his lungs need more development. He was born early. Would you pray that the development of his lungs and his health would happen? And then there are those who overlap into your life that need to be prayed for. Would you pray for those who are actually seated near you and around you? Pray for them. Pray a blessing over them. And if your family is not here and they're elsewhere, pray a blessing over them wherever they are. I want to remind you in the Lord's Supper, which we're about to participate in, this is his table. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's not ours. And he invites you to the table. He invites you to come. So in this prayer, let's thank him for this indescribable gift of Jesus who came to us as Emmanuel, a babe, God in flesh. He came to rescue us. In his birth, he was born to die for us. We remember his sacrifice. Would you thank the Father for the gift of Jesus, for his body given? When we take the bread today, it represents his body given to us in sacrifice. And then would you thank him for his blood shed? The drink we take today is to remember his blood being shed for us. And without the shed blood, there'd be no forgiveness of sins. So thank him for the body of Christ and for the shed blood of Christ today. Father, we're in your presence. We're here to remember your gift of Jesus to us. We remember his birth. We are also meeting today to remember his death and his sacrifice for us, his body given, his blood shed. It's in the name of Jesus, your gift, our Savior, that we pray. Amen. If you'll look at 2, Luke 2, 10 and 11, it says that in the next verse, verse 11, it says that he is Savior. It means he's the deliverer. He's the one who saves. He is salvation. Listen to this line. He didn't become Savior when he got older. He was born Savior. He didn't wait till he got an older age and then declared Savior. He was born Savior. Look what the angels say. Today, today we give you a Savior. Not when he gets older, he is born a Savior. It says in here that he is also Christ. We use the word Messiah in this translation, which means Messiah. He's the anointed one of God. He brings salvation. The anointed one of God, it means that he, is, he has God's approval to do what it is that he needs to do. By remembering his body given today by taking the bread and remembering his blood shed by taking the drink, we know that he paid the penalty, the price. He paid the wrath of God for our salvation and so that we could be forgiven. And we invite you to the table. The team's going to sing a song about remembrance. 
And I, I pray that we live a life that remembers not just an act here on Sunday, but then let it begin here. Listen, folks, the communion is transformational. It's meant to transform you. We don't do this and stay in our rebellion. We take this and repent and turn from our disobedience to our obedience to him, to our selfishness to surrender. Let this be a moment of change for you. Church, would you stand with me? The team is going to lead us. Let's remember the Lord. Let's remember his sacrifice, his body given, his blood shed. You come, get the communion, take it back to your seat. You can take it here, take it back to your seat. But we remember him. Church, come. You can be seated. In a moment, we're going to light candles for all of you. Some of the little children have wondered why we have these candles today. Well, we're going to show you that darkness will never overcome light. You may think that darkness is overtaking light. I want to tell you that it isn't. Um, you might read certain news medias or whatever the situation may be, but... I want to tell you, there are things happening in our nation and there are things happening in other nations, even in China. You think it's a political problem right now. It's because God is raising up his church in China. People are coming to Christ uh, thousands on a daily basis uh, because they're standing in the midst of persecution and he is empowering his church in a great way. I want to, I'm sent here today to remind you that no matter how dark you think it is, it will never overtake his light. It will never happen. You know, that's, that's great joy. That's good news. He's going to lead us through when there seems to be no way. God will make a way. He will light a path for all of us. So he is light to darkness. Uh, I want you to look at John chapter 8, verse 12 for just a moment. Then Jesus spoke to them again, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Look at John 1, 4 through 5. Life was in him, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness does not overcome it and never will. Look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. He's talking about us now. The light that he has in us, we become and we share that light. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Y'all, let's start singing the child song. You want to? Hide it under a bushel? No. But rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. Verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works. And then what do we do with that? We give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We're gonna light off the Christ candle today and little by little, the room will be darkened. And it is, a, it is an illustration, a visible illustration that his light will never be put out of darkness. For those of you who are lighting our candles, Come. Look, look around if you will. I promise you darkness never will overcome his light. You can blow these out and be seated. 
We're going to kick you out here with a song if you'll bring up the house lights. Thank you so much. Go ahead and be seated, if you will. I'm not done preaching. It's been six Sundays, okay? Uh, I'm not finished. As long as you don't want to give a preacher a crowd or a microphone, you know? Either one of those two. Uh, we're getting ready to finish out and send you out with a song called The House of the Lord. It's one of my favorites, too. And I'm really proud of Logan uh, today. It's, it's been a, an unusual mix of Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, baptism, Lord's Supper. But somehow it has beautifully come together. And all the songs have been a mixture of all of these. The newness of life representation and baptism, the light of the world, his birth, and then also his death. But in Luke, in Luke 2, 10 and 11, look at verse 11. It says, the last one says that he is Lord. He is Lord. So it's a word of power and authority, a ruler. Uh, he's an owner and he's an owner of me and he's an owner of you. We have surrendered to him. Many people think this, and I, I've been a pastor for 36 years, and I have many, many spiritual conversations with folks. And people think, and you may be here today, and you may be one of those who think this way. You think, if I just don't believe in your stuff, I will be exempt from it. Like, you can believe that if you want to. I'll do my own thing. And they think if they're not in the belief system, they're exempt from it. I want you to hear this from me. You've heard it before. I just want to remind you. Your sins will be paid for in one or two ways. You'll either let Christ pay for them or you will pay for them in all of eternity. But sin will be paid for. It will not be checked off. You'll either let Christ pay for them or you will pay for them in all of eternity. And people think, well, I can let so-and-so believe in the Lord. That's fine for you. I'm exempt from it because I'm not. No, you're not. You don't have a chair. You don't have a chance. You don't have a, I almost said you don't have a chair, which is a mix between a chance and a prayer, right? Uh, but you don't have a chance. You don't have a prayer. You don't have any hope without Christ. That's why we celebrate. We have Christ. He came to rescue us. He came to lead us through. And where there seems to be no way, will you finish it for me? He will make a way. He will do that. He will lead us through. Colossians 1.15 talks about Jesus being God himself. A wonderful verse. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Jesus is God himself. The word Lord is the personal name for God. It's used in incredible reverence. So he was not only born to you, the angel said, he was born for you. We're gonna take up an offering during this, so if you're part of that crew, you'll be doing that during this song. I wanna remind you, the, really get into the series coming up. It's called uh, the, the Fact of Adjustments. It is, uh, we're rearranging our life to serve him, and you're gonna hear the word rearrange a whole lot in 2023 but this song says that this is his house it's not my house or your house it's his house it's the house of the lord and he has power and authority he is ruler and he is owner and he's owner of us we have surrendered to him so we continue our worship now don't dart out the door because i gotta grace and peace you before you leave all right
You can't, you can't leave until we do that. But would you stand with me? And for one more time, let's continue our worship and realize there's joy because of who he is. Great joy in the house of the Lord. Let's worship.